Bearcat Bounce Podcast. Back at it again. The Monday. You know, it's a Monday following a special long week filled with unbelievably fun activities from uh, one team rejoining the Big 12, causing quite a stir. Deion Sanders will be coming to Nippert now that it's all said and done. Uh, another Monday where the TBT basketball team, the Nasty Natty, still live on air the whole second half, coming up live while we're on the screen. Uh, another Monday, of course, where leading up to the start of camp for the football team and a lot of excitement there as the storylines arise. A Monday with a lot of things going on in the NFL. Uh, two commits to the uh, football program as well. And then, of course, it's a it's a Monday where we have other off-season activities for the basketball program. Big-time milestones being met. So that means it's a Monday where we bring on one and two familiar faces with me and then an extremely special so without further ado, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Mike Reinfeldt. Gentlemen, how are we? We're, we're doing great. How about you, Mike? I'm just watching a little bit of uh, TBT here as we check in with you guys. So I'm going to try to stay locked and engaged with you guys as much as I can. But uh, my eyes are peeking over my, t- on my phone right now, just checking out this halftime stats. So We're all doing the same, so don't feel bad. It's, it's kind of a... <laughs> It's kind of a live watch party yeah, right. uh, for the second half. So it, we're, we can react and talk about it as it happens. It's, it, it's all good. Team, team is loaded with my, my former guys, so I have to be locked in with them. All I got to say is damn Gabe York, man. Jeez. Every single time. 30. Oh, unreal. Oh, wow. But tomorrow, essentially, football starts here in Cincinnati. We've got the press conference uh, with Scott Satterfield. I just released uh, about an hour ago uh, the the exclusive BCJ camp preview with Scott Satterfield. So I thought, what better time to get that, that one little last peek at basketball before football dominates everything? And no person better to do that with than my good friend, the founder, the creator, the master of the Monster Factory, Mike Rayfeld. How did I? Is that good? Was that good? I, that's that's pretty that's pretty uh, well done. I don't know if I'm the the creator or founder, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's some nicknames that go around campus. Uh, our new um, senior executive of uh, health and wellness, Fred Pike, he he calls me the Monster King. Um, and <laughs> Coach Hong who wins, she's also the Monster King. So we're co-Monster Kings down in Monster Factory for men's and women's basketball. But uh, <laughs> heavy is the crown. But uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, a great off season and you know we'll dive in a little bit with any questions you guys have let's get first how has it been for you as a a strength coordinator over the past three or four like i know you were you weren't here for a, a small window uh but th- this trend of everybody turns over half or more of their roster it feels like every off season what has that been like as a guy that's in charge of that to not have the type of continuity when, I mean, you know, when Mick was here and you were here, it was like two, three, maybe. If you had four new guys in an offseason, it was like, oh, Lord, like the roster looks completely different. Now it's six, seven, sometimes eight guys every year. What's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a definitely a challenge. It changes things. Um, typically, you, know, you have, you know, two to three freshmen, maybe a – a JUCO transfer, maybe a grad transfer. Very few um, in my my tenure at Cincinnati. 
so you have, you know, 10 to 12 guys that kind of know your system. Uh, now it's, you know, half or more than half your roster is new, new guys. So that you know, you're teaching them from the ground up, just, you know, what's our culture like, um, communication skills, what, what each exercise looks like. So starting from the ground up, even just for me, like collecting the, the data on the guys, like, you know, their force plate data, sports science data. It's a, it's a, you're throwing out some of that stuff versus having three, four years of data on guys. It's, it's a, it's a whole new ball game, but it's, it's an interesting challenge. I think it's unique. And, uh, you know, if you're good and you're looking to add value in the program, you know, how, how can we look to be able to retain these guys and help recruit, help our staff recruit from a, a sports form standpoint? Kind of along the same lines, I, but, you know, you're watching the, the nasty natty right now. And, and on that team is, of course, all guys that you have had a, a familiar time with, but guys that came into the program as freshmen and then stayed and, and grew in the program as well. I mean, now it's the, the world of the transfer market, the transfer portal, this, that, and the other. So is, is it a little different when, when transfers come in and you kind of have to, you know, maybe tell them to drop what they were doing at Memphis in Lander's case or drop what they were doing over there in Utah Valley or, you know, listen here, Temple does this. We're not, we're not doing that here. Is, is it different having the transfers in rather than just the true freshmen and having them grow? Uh. No, like, so my background is mostly in NFL, working with pro athletes. Uh, my biggest sell to each one of these guys that come here, uh, we're trying to create a professional partnership with them. You know, I'm not saying, you know, there's lots of different ways to do it. We do have our way we want to do it, the way that Wes wants to do things. Um, I need to be, you know, echoing what he wants from the program and his leadership. But at the same time is what do we want to do from a physical development side? Um, and we do have, you know, UC way, but at the same time, I do want input from players from, you know, different schools, even at a high school, like, what do you prefer here, this and this and this. And if, if the player feels like he has a little bit of buy-in that may create a little more internal motivation for them and that they'll work harder and we have a better professional relationship. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's both, but I'm not, I'm not a person that's going to draw a line in the sand. Uh, we're going to find a way to get these guys better from a physical um, perspective to help them obviously play better on the court and help us win some games. How about the, uh, how cool has it been seeing the nasty natty team kind of obviously last year was a, was a weird little, you know, one, one hit in and out, but now they're creating a lot of buzz around the city and a lot of familiar faces. Yeah. I'm locked into it right now with Trey, Trey and Keith coming back is really cool. And it's all my guys. Like we talk about, I, you know, I trade for five years. Uh, yeah. It was one of my first Troy and Ken freshman class. Had them four, Jacob three. You know, it's it's uh, awesome to see you guys play together. Let, let's let's talk about uh, the picture that's kind of that had Bearcat Nation buzzing uh, recently with the the progress of one Jameel Reynolds. Uh, he is built like an aircraft carrier. <laughs> like it, when he got here, when I when I heard where he was at when he got here, and I saw him, I'm like. He doesn't look like that. Like he he carries his weight well. So is it difficult to take a guy that, that carries that well and and still transform him and get him in a better physical con- condition? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of you know track record, records and examples of guys that have made that transition. For one, like Coriante DeBerry, speaking of TBT, when he first got here, he's about you know over two ninety. He ended up playing at two sixty five. Um, I've had a few other guys like, that like that are just bigger than they need to be to play basketball at a high level. And uh, to us, mass equals gas, and uh, they need to have a better 
miles per gallon to go up and down the court, especially in the style that West wants to play. Um, so at the end of the day, though, like all I can do is provide structure, supervision, and try to prescribe the best exercises for these guys. We do have a registered dietitian now and a whole sports nutrition department that you see that helps me do my job better um, to prescribe them, help them give some guidance. But at the end of the day, it's going to be end up and uh, really up to the player, right? So I give him, you know, 100% of all credit of all the pitchers and everything he's done. I'm not taking much credit other than providing some uh, structure and supervision um, from that standpoint. Talking more about the meal. Yeah, yeah, how much is he? How much is he cut? I don't know if you don't want to talk weight and body fat. Like, how much is he really? What progress has he made that we saw in that picture? The most incredible progress I've had of any player in that amount of time. Um, And you can say plus plus thirty pounds lost. So I'm not going to disclose where he's where he was or he's at right now, but (laughs) we still have work to go. There's you know, coach's big thing is there's no finish line. Um, there's no finish line in his physical development as a player, and uh, I mean, he's really talented. So I'm excited to work with him. How much bigger? Speaking of Corey, how much bigger are Corey's hands than anybody you've ever dealt with? Yeah, if he was in, if he was uh, fortunate enough to get invited to the NBA Combine, I believe he had the biggest hands ever measured. He had 12, 12 inch hands from thumb to pinky across. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look deep, deep, deep in my social media, I think it's still back there. Uh, some of the pictures of his, his hands were. And they're like this thick. They're like a catcher's mitt. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. I, I think it's a pit, like have tennis balls or something. Yeah, ten tennis balls in his hands. It's 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 insane. Yeah, I mean, what one Vignana's got the 12, 12 inch hands right now, but he's seven five. But Corey's obviously just a mass, and he's got those mammoth hands as well. But um, as far as Jamil goes, another kind of thing on social media that caught a lot of a lot of storm, a lot of buzz was was that video of him hitting the the max jump record and and i thought that it was his own personal as a bearcat but chad then texted you last week and and aaron aaron was right aaron you're muted by the way aaron was right but it was uh a bearcat record mike go ahead and explain Uh, that yeah well bearcat in my tenure right like i don't have kenyon martin's you know touch (laughs) touch i don't have those records but in my time in the Monster Factory era of uh, sports performance, it is a record, um, and that 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 piece of equipment was maxed out, and I wasn't ready for someone to go. To, <laughs> honestly, all full disclosure, I wasn't ready for someone to go and max that out on that day, even though these was pretty close. Also, um, so what I have to do for the next step is I have to put some blocks under it and get you know you can get a 12-6, 12-8 touch. So he cleared twelve four, and he probably could have had more. Honestly, and he was not, you know, obviously he was already knew he had the chance of it because he was super explosive and super athletic, even with his extra weight. Um, and then he obviously lost the weight, and that just his uh, his explosiveness can shine now because he's not wearing a, a weight vest on. So, um, pretty impressive uh, approach, Bertolt. Insane. That's insane. And these, I mean, those guys that we have a very, very long, very large team. I mean, there's both those guys, you know, all their, their staying reaches are close to nine, two, nine, three. So just them standing there, they're, they're, I mean, they're close to the rim, which helps you. And it doesn't matter exactly. It doesn't always matter how high you can jump. It's who's jumping faster, who's jumping quicker, who gets the ball faster. And you have two guys that can jump 12, three, who's getting there faster. Uh, like Aziz, and so you're going to ask him, he's like a super quick jumper. He can get there faster. He's just okay. off the ground guy. 
Yeah, I was going to say, because he had the, the video earlier in the summer where it looked like he kind of levitated a little bit in the air. So, And that's so. without so max touch or max vertical would be approach vertical where guys are coming in from a running start. Right. The no step is literally two feet. You can't hop, can't bounce. You just go up and go. And Aziz can clear the vertex at 12 feet with a no step. So pretty, pretty impressive. I've had, only had two guys in my career able to do that. Got to be the biggest team that you've had during your time with the Bearcats, right? Yeah, by far, by far, longest, by far, biggest team we ever had. We haven't ever had this size. Is that different to train? Is it kind of a uh, more of a you know limb? Got to figure things out for that, or is or is it just more adjust and roll? Large guys. I mean, last especially the last couple of years, we've had seven footers. Um, so it's it doesn't change just the amount of athletes we have at that position, right? So it doesn't change my exercise prescription or anything from that standpoint. Okay. okay. Now, uh, you had another guy who set a record in Day Day, uh, the new Day Day. The new uh, Day, right. <laughs> and uh, he, he, set a, he set a record as well for speed. And uh, we've been hearing people talk about elite speed since a, a former Bearcat took off for Utah. But uh, yeah. good to see somebody else setting a different record as opposed to just being bouncy since we know this team is obviously long and at a position where you certainly need some speed. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's super fast. And, you know, that was obviously it. These tests are just we're measuring physical qualities, right? It's not has nothing to do with basketball skill. So putting a basketball in someone's hands is going to change some of that. But what I want to measure is are they getting faster without like without basketball skill involved? So is my program making faster, stronger, more explosive? Really, that's what the combine testing doing with some other stuff. So he did get faster. He he broke a record in a three court court sprint. I mean, honestly, I mean, I worked in the NFL. I mean, I, he, I think he has like NFL defense. Uh, NFL defensive back type qualities as a as a athlete. I mean, he's super explosive. He's physical. He's like 188. He's six one. I mean, six two. He's he could play in the NFL. I think if he had NFL skills, physically he could. Speaking of NFL, uh, one of the things that was missing from last year's team was explosion and that that ability for a, a guard to get downhill. How much different is it now with Day-Day and with uh, with Jizzle in terms of having guys that that have that that pop where they, they really can turn the corner and beat you to the rim? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'm not, you know, I'm not coaching the game. That's, that's Wes's thing. No, but the, you're, the explosion is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all recruiting, right? It's, it's all, if coaches recruit faster, stronger, longer players coming in, it's going to make me look better. Um, obviously I can make that those marks better, but if they're not super explosive, not long, not strong, maybe we can move the bark so much. So, um, definitely makes me look better. And hopefully that shows up on a, on game day when guys are getting to the rim and able to finish through contact and maybe get some dunks. Does he, does he play, does he play and look like a NFL running back? With yeah. Milk? I mean, both, I mean, not, I mean, not running, like you're talking about, like you're talking about jizzle or jizzle. About- yeah, jizzle. I mean, he's. I mean, it's it's different than it was. So you got. <laughs> it's different than it was. Physical point guards that can get up in people. They're super explosive, super fast. Um, similar in ways, but different ways. So, uh, I mean, you got to think it'll be exciting to watch. How about uh, seems Lukosius is a is a guy who kind of has a little bit different of a of a body frame, if you will, and he's kind of said that on on record and in, in podcasts and interviews about how. 
he's not the most explosive player, but he's he's someone that has the the high IQ. How's he been in the in the workout room? Are you trying to to hone in a little bit more explosion out of him, or is it is it no, just kind of shaping? He's been awesome. Um, actually, has really good leadership. Um, there's some guys that have to put a lot more energy and time in, and he's not one because he's a self starter. Um, he has maturity. Uh, he knows where his goals are, so we are working on getting more explosive, better conditioned. Um, obviously, you know, body mass and body uh, fat percentages, all those things to make him better on the court so he can have a, you know, higher, higher rate at three-point percentage. It's the same thing we tried to do with Landers Nolly last year. Now, can he, can he get into, you know, 40, you know, 40% shooting percentage when his career highs just because he's in better physical condition, a better shape, his heart rate's lower when he shoots the ball. So... It's the same concept, just trying to increase all his physical abilities so he's, you know, more comfortable shooting. And, and obviously play defense, fight through screens and all those things. But he's big. I mean, he's, he's much bigger than I thought. His I lower thought. body is, like, thick. thick. Yeah, yeah, like a Gary Clark lower body where Gary's from the waist down is, is a monster, which that's what you want in basketball. You don't need a top-heavy guy. You don't need guys running around looking like me. <laughs> Let's talk about Dan. Dan, Dan kind of looks grown up now. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's filling out a little bit better and and, and a little bit more uh, mobile and, and explosive. Uh, I've been I've been impressed with the work he's put in this offseason. Yeah, so I mean it's 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 what we talked about before with the transfer portal and having guys you know a guy with me for three years, four years, five years, or just one. So you know you're taking a freshman that he got here. You know all the three freshmen got here in you know early June last year and. They got so many new things coming at them. You know, they got on the court, you know, they got class, they, new place to live, where do you get food, all these new things. And then they finish their freshman year and some of those things are more comfortable, plus they're more comfortable in the weight room. So you'll see a huge just bump in their, you know, physical development and their performance just because they're more comfortable and familiar with things. But yeah, he's, 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 I mean, he was like 192 when he first got here. He's, you know, 215. We don't really, you know, we don't need him too much heavier. Just keep on getting better shape, getting stronger, so he can have great balance and finish at the rim and get us some more offensive rebounds. He's excellent at that. Yeah, definitely one of the better rebounders on the team last year. Um, Houston, the Houston game was. I was a proud. I was a proud. Oh. You know, shows, you know, obviously other than the results, but him going in, fighting, scrapping, and showing some Bearcat toughness was was awesome as a freshman. It's big time. So you, uh, a few hours ago, you you tweeted out the. Uh, the Bearcat of the Summer Award. Um, I, monster. Mo- monster of the Summer. There you go. Yeah. Odio Guama. Is, is this a, a new thing? Did you, I, I'm trying to remember if you guys did that last year or not. Um, no. Just Yeah. Is this uh, something you just came up with? Yeah. Yeah. So we started, or I, I started tracking some, you know, it's not just lifting. It's, it's, it's nutrition. It's all these factors that go into this performance. So, um, him and John Newman, I, I mean, I've been touting about their leadership all summer and uh, Odie edged out John Newman just by a little bit and uh, just not on top of his like physical increase increases this summer. He's, he's about 12 pounds heavier than he played at last year, which I think he needed and, um, you know, slow him down and have more stable, you know, more stable at the rim. Um, but at the same time, just the maturity, him, him showing how the the freshmen and even the transfers come in. This is how we work at UC. You know, he's with Wes and myself for three years now. Same with John Newman. I mean, same with Victor. 
this is the way we do things that like we to answer your question you said earlier this is you know those are the guys that are going to help you and we only got you know three guys you include cj anthony four guys that can do that multiple years so um big 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 so he he was the monster of summer first one it's a new a new award and i'll be tracking it every year we're talking and about what's that go ahead Brent. Did, did he sign the back? Is that going to be a, a carryover chain? Every year we're going to have a new guy. And, uh, you know, I wish – this is something I wish I started in 2012. I'd have a bunch of cool names on there. But uh, better late than never as we're going into the Big 12 here. So, Well, you were talking about Odie and you brought up Vic. Have you been how, – how impressed have you been with just the growth that you've seen out of them over the course of the last, I guess, six, nine months at this point now? Oh, yeah. I mean, incredible growth by, uh, I mean, Victor, when I first got here, obviously he didn't, he didn't play his first year. And then he came back and um, he's coming off of surgery and slowly got him in better shape. And, there, you know, there's questions that, you know, could he could he make it through a season? Could he make it through practice? Right. He had all the way through. Um, last year, was, he took a step um, until he had the, you know, ankle injury at, at Tulane. That kind of, he was doing great till that point. And then this year is going to be we're going to take that next step where, you know, it's all about his conditioning and um, his durability is going to be huge for us this year. Let's go, Nasty Natty. Here we go. You got uh, I, and then just oh, here we go, Trey Scott. Trey, let's go, man. So, so question, uh, Mike, as much as you can with all your knowledge that you have, what is the rest versus rust? Is is that a true thing because obviously a week off for the for the nasty natty they came out looking a little bumpy yeah and of course friday beers has played what it was it, three games in the past five days this is so, our fourth game in six days yeah. right rest versus rust is, is is that a myth or is there some valid validity behind it i mean i'll like to use my my experience as like so if we're in the conference tournament and we have to play that first game and you're playing the team that had time off, like you'll have advantage in the first half usually because you just played a game. Now it's the second half where it's, it's going to change things up a little bit just from a conditioning and fatigue standpoint. So, yeah, I totally think I think it's more beneficial to be playing live than game speed than practice. You can't simulate a, a game in practice. So um, not so much rust or rest, but just the, the game speed. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it, but it should help you out as we go farther into the game and I, you get warmed back up hypothetically they they drop a little bit you right. are you a little bit pressure start a little rusty they haven't played in a bit the you know the friday beers team which is the most bizarre name ever <laughs> they started out hot because they were more game ready and then you're seeing it change now so we'll see how the outcome is but yeah all it, right this uh the game is showing true to to what we're saying we could keep you here for an hour, but I know you got a couple little ones that, that need daddy upstairs. So I will just ask uh, one final question. Uh, how much nicer is Cincinnati than Storrs, Connecticut? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so every year when we played them, which we had a nice, we had a nice record against them in my time, um, I always said, because the trip there was always the worst. You, know, you had to fly into Hartford, you got to get on a bus, you got another hour you know 15 minute ride to stores and i was like this would be one school i would never go to <laughs> and then yeah. uh you know a unique opportunity to to go there so 
it had nothing to do with that. But uh, I always, it's kind of a funny story because I always said that. But, uh, you know, certain things happen in your, in your career and you have to make certain choices to, uh, to get better. So it was, a, it was a great experience there, actually, to get more about it, just seeing a different program run, uh, different way to do things and actually help my, I think it helped my professional development. Do you get a ring? Uh, I, I told equipment manager, I told, I told our equipment manager, Andy Friggy, the texter equipment manager, my ring size, but nothing came in the mail. But cool. you want me to text Danny? Text no, me no, your no, ring no, size no. and I'll send it to Danny. I'm happy for them. Obviously super jealous, but extremely happy. But to let people know what I know people have their opinions on Danny. He's a friend. I know him personally. He's a colleague and a friend of yours. You know him personally. The night after he won the national championship, he sent me a text about Kelly. Like, the night after, still in the glory of, of hoisting the trophy, he sent me a text about Kelly. So, uh, he's an awesome dude. High-level guy. High-level family. I mean, you know, success leaves clues, and he's doing great things there. Um whole family so it's yeah big time but between I'll text those him lines, on my behalf and just say hey he's a huge Bengals fan so I, I guess oh, the biggest I, yeah I'm, how much did he bug your wife about the Bengals like he well he'd bug me to bug my wife so <laughs> <laughs> I would be up to the office some days and I'd be like okay he's gonna ask me about a player and he'd be asking me about some Bengals rumor <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love it. He's nuts. He's the best, but he's a crazy person. All right, man. Go get back up to the little ones. Tell Lisa I said hello and give her my love. And uh, I will see you on campus soon, my friend. Thank you so much for the update. Yeah, put the kids down and lock into this game, two-point game. So oh, yeah. come back hey, soon. Mike. You've been a good luck charm, Mike. So, so yeah. hopefully we keep watching. Let's go. Thanks, Mike. There you go. Director of Performance, Strength and Conditioning Coach for the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball program, Mike Rayfeld. There, there's literally there's nobody in the business better. Yeah, nobody. And he's great, great dude too. Obviously, always chops it up with you before the games and always. Shit. Oh, two point game is now eight. They hit another three. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're uh, you are you're, you're ahead of us. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Good old Aubrey Dawkins on the UCF team. That was actually a lot better than. Uh, How about UCF trying to claim Friday beers just because Aubrey Dawkins plays for him? How about How about UCF tries to? On this they, they try to claim everything. Yeah, that's what they do. They're like, oh, <laughs> the uh, assistant coach's nephew was a ball boy uh, for us one game in 2014. <laughs> Go Central Florida. Put a banner up. <laughs> Central Florida Golden. Nice. I, you know, I tell you what, just down here, I'm in Florida, and you, you turn on the TV, and they're all talking about them on the news, and it's a, it's a hot ticket down here. But I tell you what, I can't really stand the guys. And it's funny that Colorado's already caught on to it. It's funny that all these uh, new potential additions to the to the Big 12 are just, you know, this UCF squad, they, they're the worst. The absolute worst. The worst. Everybody, everybody catches on quick. It doesn't take long. No. No, gosh, I was hoping to, to to dive in more with old with old Mike there, but a, a, a short but sweet, we we're able to get the good updates we needed. Um, obviously, I would love to hear some some inside stories. I went back and listened to you guys had him on the BCJ pod last year, 
And if if you want, you I, I suggest go back and listen to that. That was a little bit more of some some good stories, his background, this, that, and the other. But uh yeah, um hopefully he's he's able to instill a little confidence in this nasty natty team. One of thirteen from three right now so far. It's a not the recipe to pull out a big victory. Not the recipe. But still, still right there, especially with Elam ending. Like it, you just have to get hot here at the end and get this they down to have, about three points as you go into the Elam ending. You're right where you want to be. They still have plenty of three point plays. They just not right. the traditional. Right. So, what was your guys' thoughts on seeing the uh, Odio Guam we get the getting the inaugural monster of the summer from uh, from Mike? I was not surprising. Odie's a, a workout like warrior guy. Like it's always mm-hmm. been something that he's been known for is the work that he put in, puts in in the weight room and and in the off season. So not something that totally shocks you, right? Right. That's oh awful. God. Give me a fucking break. That's three terrible charges on Jaron Cumberland. Yeah, that that one in the first half when the first Gabe the Lord first one was, was literally worst. backpedaling. Yeah. Are these AAC refs? <laughs> Gosh. Jesus. I mean, he was leaning, falling backwards, like not even close. The worst part about it is in this tournament setting, by this point, you know, the scouting report on Jaron is that that's what he does. So if they're remotely close, I, I feel like it's going to go against us, but it is what it is. The first one wasn't remotely close, though. That was the thing. No. No, it was terrible. Come on, guys. Terrible. He had he had one foot still in the air. It wasn't even just shuffling. It was still right. in no, the No, he was air. running backwards. Scared. <laughs> terrible. With his arm with it with his arms here. <laughs> anyway. Horrible. Horrible. Anyway, um, some more news basketball wise. Uh the home and home against Georgia Tech announced uh initial thoughts when you when you saw that kind of seemed like it was a uh, a pretty good addition to the schedule especially when you're playing in the big 12 um, just having a somewhat brand name team that uh, people people know you know acc squad obviously they aren't really tearing up the scene new coach david stoudemire uh i don't know just thoughts Mighty on Mouse. the uh <laughs> right just thoughts on the the georgia tech home and home and maybe how how it came about Apart, Chad, do you do you know anything about that? I don't. Um, it's a it's a good a good fit for a home and home, um, especially getting the for that first year. You know, one of the things you really want in a home and home is uh, is getting that first year in your gym, right? Um, so a, a good a good fit there. Uh, I mean, I don't know that, you know, they, they've got a little bit of excitement at, at Georgia Tech right now with um, a new coaching staff uh, and, and you know, some uh, some talent infusion on their roster. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's a it's a it's a good definitely a good fit and, you know, fits kind of what they needed in terms of adding, you know, one more game to that to that schedule to give it a little boost. I believe I people were trying to put the the 
scheduled together, maybe one or two more additional names that have not been announced yet. Um, but yeah, it looks like the uh, for the most part, the Bearcats will not be heading out of the greater Cincinnati area, potentially. Um, but uh, more to come on that, obviously, as the schedule announcement will eventually come come forward. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. The uh, my thought is exactly what Wes said on the Rothstein pod last week, and and this and the others. You know, unless you're Kansas and and Bill Self, who kind of just puts together an insane out of conference schedule. You don't really need any big time games out of conference. Yes, you definitely want them, especially for like the fan draw. But I mean, overall, you're going to have enough chances in conference play to really do something if you need to. So I'm all for it. Chad, I saw your fist pump. I would imagine something good's about to happen here. <laughs> Kick out the three. Yep. Trey. There it is. All right. There you go. I, I mean, I'm if psyched. they win this game. Hey, you are insane. If they win this, obviously it goes to Philadelphia. I, I don't know when that first game would be um, for the either. final four, but who knows? It's just it, it was rough when it was they were down 16 in that first half. I was I was like, well, I guess it's a good thing we're starting the pot early, but now it's like uh need a need a bucket right here before the stop to right. set the Elam ending. They're down down seven, 50, 64, 57. Um, would help would help to get one on the board right here. Well, you might be the guy to, to let us know if that happens. <laughs> but yeah, the psychic, the psychic. Um, but anyway, Gabe York, don't like him. Uh, he played for Sean Miller. What's the like? I know, terrible. Trey has been a great addition. <laughs> Let's see if they take that patented timeout. They do. Yep. There we go. All right. Well, <laughs> this is uh, great podcasting. It's always interesting doing a like a live game analysis when you listen to it the next day, and you're like, "Wait a minute, I, am I just reliving the previous day?" But I mean, if we were gonna time. get Mike, we had right. to go at eight tonight. So yeah. Oh yeah. And the thing is, like, it's just awkward. If we if we try to bring Mike in in the middle of camp, like everybody True. wants to hear about camp, they want to know what's True. going on, you know. So it's just an awkward spot. Like I we we I, we had to get him on today, even right. Wednesday for the BCJ pod. Like that's camp day one. Mm. So yep. you know it's it, it's it, unfortunate and a, a little bit inconvenient. I'm sorry. I know the numbers are low because everybody's watching Nasty Natty. Um, but yeah, we'll, well, we'll we'll make it work. This could be a a heated post game meeting area if, if uh the nasty natty doesn't get to seventy two first. So we'll see. We'll see. Need a little run. Gotta need a run, man. But either way, this TBT thing has been fun. Um, I know it's uh it's obviously a, a interesting summer league feel type thing, but. The, been competitive basketball it's been fun to watch and and this game especially is fun to watch it's obviously yeah i mean it's like these are pros that's what we talked about like these these are these are guys that that play high level basketball like it is not i know people say it's a pickup game the defense in this is nothing like a pickup game 
Like no. they had Nasty Natty scouted early in this game. Like they were drop coveraging on Jaron. They were draw, you know, sucking guys over that like the one charge, the second charge, the guy was guarding Troy. He was 30 yeah. feet away from Troy, waiting yeah. for Jaron to come down the lane. Like, like this is there's real scouting what? reports, there's real coaching. Wasn't like, a charge. The second one was close. It probably wasn't. The second one was at least close. The other two were terrible. Um, but no, it's a, I I disagree that it's pickup basketball. It's it's actually a pretty high level, especially you're in the elite eight. Like mm-hmm. the, these are teams that are like like really good. Got you know guys that have, are playing professionally, yeah, for solid money. You know, not guys that are are freelancing around trying to, you know, make two thousand dollars playing relive the glory days basketball. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's not what this is. Ah, oh, come on, seventy two is the score needed to get to. Uh, and by the way, I'm going to continue to say it because I said it yesterday as well. I do love the the old Elam ending. Let's see. It's great for this. It's yeah, great it for an all star game setting. It's great for this setting. Yep. Um, Six to four fifty nine is where we're at. So we're gonna we're gonna watch this together as we come down the stretch here. This is gonna be difficult because I'm ten seconds ahead of you guys. So I just uh, I won't react. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I kind of hope you react because I told myself I wasn't going to get worked up over this uh, this summer TBT, but here I am. Did you sweating. put money on it, Brent? I, you know what? Uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no comment here. Uh, but you're in, you're in Florida, right? I am. In, I'm, I'm in beautiful Florida. Oh God! King, oh, trash. That I mean, gamble was, guy. That's some trash. Yeah, I think I think Brent and I are pretty much at like the same mark. Yeah. Oh man, this isn't how, this isn't good. How's Florida been though, Bub? It's been good, man. It's been good down here. Had a couple uh, couple meetings, and now with the fam, and you know. Had to peel off and do the, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's been good. The weather's been solid. It was really stormy today, though. Um, kind of went and saw the sister down in Boca where they're still still loving the FAU. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> 66, <laughs> 59. Oh, it's great podcasting here. Um, once this ends, we will roll on to the uh, football talk. Because Chad, I, you well, tweeted it out, kind of. Yeah. Well, oh. I I was just gonna say we we didn't really do the how are we. That was the only reason I was asking how Florida yeah, was. Exactly. I I, I threw out the how are and, we, and it was and it was perfect. and it was di- well because we needed to get our our twenty minutes worth of, of Mike, which yeah. I got I got what Chad did what he did. That was that was I, and it was kind of dead air. No one was really talking. Everyone's well, watching how, the game. How are we, Aaron? How are we? I'm. I'm doing just fine. I mean, how's how's the weekend? Not not much report in mode. I mean, no, I don't know. I didn't do much here. We we had a weekend without baseball. Now the season's over. So, oh, did you miss it? Let's hope this isn't the uh, the case for that. Yeah, we're we're gonna we are gonna have to we are gonna have to figure some things out because I uh, I looked at my daughter's volleyball schedule. A lot of Mondays. 
A lot of Mondays? Not next week, but the week after. I think we've got five out of six Mondays. She's got a game at 7 o'clock. Mm. Well, looks like it's a Tuesday night pod. Do they, do, so. they, do they live stream? <laughs> no, they do not. There's no live streaming, unfortunately. I don't think Tuesday nights are going to be an option, Brent. So you guys what? might have to go go early part of the pod without me from time to time. Or Sundays. Or like every Monday. Yeah, maybe. Sundays and, yeah, until the season. Because then that'll be the... I mean, it's into September. Like, I'm talking all, most of the way through September. I've got Monday nights every, every okay. week. That's fine. That's fine. We'll get her figured out. Um, man, I tell you what. I'm, I'm not liking this. No. Need that magical run that they had. The little, little 16 to 4 run that they were on earlier in the... In the first half, yeah. but they're gonna they're gonna have to go on a ten to three run here. We got problems, boys. <laughs> Let's see what happens. And well, Julian Campbell the... is just yeah, he's crushing been... them. And D Bost, how about some of the names on this team, man? Yeah, D Bost was a uh, one-time Bearcat recruit. Yep. Yep. I remember early, early in my – oh, give me – one, that's not a foul, and two, you, you get a ball like that that bounces off the backboard and right yeah. back to him. <sighs> what did you think of the, the mic'd up refs in this game? I don't mind it. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of dump button. There was a lot of it, dump button. Like a lot, <laughs> a lot of dump button. Immediately t- tell the D-Boss, we are not doing this today. We are not doing this. Gosh, if they just if the natty would have just been aggressive from the get. Well, I mean, you're, you have to find out that you can't make three-pointers all day, I guess. Right. Really. <laughs> yeah. And just hope it's not too late when you find it out. Yeah. Well, I feel like Mamadou had too early. You had... Trace got airballing one. You had uh, Keith fired one up from the corner. Yeah, it was just 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 everyone getting up their their first shot. Troy missed a couple, and it's just you know seeing seeing if they're hot, seeing if it's their night. But you know, like we said earlier, the only no, the only the only three early on was by Letcher Ellis, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Jared hit one I thought was a three, but I guess they ruled out a two. Yeah, a little like double clutch in the corner. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna matter. You're gonna need a 10 one. You need a 10-0, 10-0, 10-1 run here to close this thing out. <laughs> well, lock you, in you, defensive stops, baby. If you foul, that that throws them to the line with the ball back, right? Right. You can. Yeah. Uh yeah, you get yeah. Yep. One free throw. Although they didn't do it last time. They gave him two shots. I thought it was must one be free throwing the ball. If it's like a off ball foul. Or like a like, you know. Not no, sure. Like they did it both ways last night. I don't know. But Friday beers, you know what Friday beers is? It's a want to be barstool type type ordeal. Yeah. 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 Dana beers, Friday beers. Saturdays are for the boys. Friday beers. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. Oh well, uh, Chad, how was the 
I mean, I guess we'll just we'll ride out. Yeah, ride it out. Might as well ride it out right now. We're gonna get people joining. I'd retweet Aaron. Yeah. When this is over, I'm watching on my phone. So as soon as it's over, (sighs) do we get like a 10 second of silence for a little tears or something? I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, at least they got to the elite eight, man. Yeah, I mean, some teams have never been to the Elite Eight of the TBT. Hey, that's a, that's a fact, <laughs> even, even if they host it, host the first couple rounds. Oh, here it well, comes. Pretty much. We'll see Chaz's reaction. See if we live to fight one more possession. One more. Potentially, I, I think they need to go. I think they need to go to twenty-four second shot clocks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, the only reason I I wouldn't like that, Aaron, is you're not playing with teams that really have played a ton of high offensive. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're just not. They're not playing together a ton. Right. So one of the things that that helps that you know. If you play together a bunch of twenty-four second shot clock, make makes more sense. Oh my if you're gosh! Scrambling together, yeah, that was a terrible pass by Jake. Missed Mamadou on the he, cut. I think he just didn't want to throw it to Mamadou. <laughs> yeah. Oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Gamble's like a poor man's Joachim Noah, right? Like, kind of, yeah. Like garbage, like trash, like trash talking the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Just grimy all the way. Well, you got got to get eight more. It could happen. Crazier things have happened. Are they trying to go for the Puma final shot? Is that what, is that what the, the development is that we're waiting on every time they have the ball? I I'm, I don't know who's wearing the shoes this time. I mean, is is Friday Beers trying to do that? Right, right. Maybe if uh, old Gabe York's rocking the Pumas. I mean, they are because he just took a 30-footer and bricked it. Oh, yeah, that's a foul. Oh, man. Golly. All right. Well, Brent, did you want to do a you want, you want to do a, a Danco read while we're waiting since we did yeah, yes. start off with one of those? Yes. Well, you know, as the uh, you know, when the when the TBT nasty natty's on and, and, and you're watching them on your phone while you're driving, you, you might hit a pothole a little bit too hard. Hoping the wheels don't fall off this team. Right, right. Ooh, I like that. I like you're that. welcome. If 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 the wheels do fall off and you can't really Get it figured out. You can head over to Danco Transmission and I don't ah! care. And they can get you hooked up. $10 off your next oil change, 10% off your next fixing. So Danco Transmission and I don't care. Danco. Love you, Danco Joe. And I hate that made shot. Okay. Come on. It was a garbage shot. Was that D Boss, too? I don't know. Uh, whatever. All right. Well. I turned. Who's a hell of a run? 
yeah, fun right. run. It was. That was a fun, fun little time in the summer, you know. And and you got to be the Cincinnati team out of the Xavier bracket. <laughs> <laughs> they, had to, they had to say it every time. <laughs> we were Cincinnati. I mean, the weird thing is, like, like why are they calling that the regional, and then you go to the elite? I I don't know. I just. No, because it, like a regional is the elite eight is the end of the regional, right? I guess just for travel, like the thing you have to consider is like yeah, these guys probably. have to cover their own travel, yeah. so they do the first three games at one place, then they have the regional final at one of those two locations, yeah, and yeah. then the final four is in Philadelphia. So technically, UC was in the the Dayton regional, but the Xavier region, if that makes sense. Thing that sucks is that we we could have played the Purdue team and and my my boy Kelsey Barlow found himself on the uh, top ten of the uh, Sports Center top ten with his his dunk on Friday beers but Friday beers ended up winning and now they win again so Nasty Natty's run has come to an end but it was but, fun. Hey, this is also a good precedent for what's to come right now they know like they, they they've gotten together they've done this they've made the run. Now you've got some momentum going into next year. Like, okay, let's win this far today. Yeah, and it honestly seems like Cashmere Wright is a pretty damn good coach, too. They had yeah. him in that huddle. Um, he was saying things, and, and immediately Robbie Hummel was like, everything that Cashmere Wright just said is absolutely right. So it's like, all right, well. Cash, Cash I mean, we've had Cash on a bunch. Like, yeah, he is a super, super smart dude. Mm-hmm. And he, he can coach. Like I, I was, I've been super impressed by Cash. The three ball just didn't fall today. Like yeah. if they hit five threes, they, they win this game. Like it, you guys, it, it stems the tide, and they don't get down seventeen. Did you see that Coach was there? Coach West Miller was there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, supporting, and and you know what? Why not throw in a couple more? You know, recent the Tobler fam on TV. Yeah, I thought I saw Tobler there wearing times. wearing a natty, the nasty natty shirt. Oh my gosh! Oh, All right, man. well, well, hey, it was a fun. I, mean, I don't know how much post game, like, yeah, you know, they 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 didn't shoot the ball well. It took them a little bit, a little while to get going, and they never were really able to overcome it. Right, and do you, that's do a you, uh, that's a loss. You chalk any of it up to changing the chemistry of the team? No. No, I chalk it up to initially Friday beers had a really good plan on stopping Jake and Jaron. Yeah. Like they really sold out on we're not going to let those two get us. And they didn't. And by the time that they both got going, they were down 17 points. Like that, yeah. that's way more than like Trey played great. Keith yeah. played really well. He did. So you know, they actually helped because mm-hmm. of the way Friday Beers defended Jake and Jaron. Those two were able to kind of to give them a lift and get them going again. Well, and when and that happened, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, when that happened, do you think Cash felt obligation to put some of the guys who helped get them there no. in? No. No? Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't think... notice that. I mean, I didn't see it like that. They made that monster run when – Keith and Trey were both on the court and, and Jake was on the bench. So um, then Jake came in, they kept pushing it and tied it up at one point. But look, I mean, this is kind of what we talked about last week. Like there was going to be a point that Jake and Jaron weren't great. Right. 
because they were great all three games at CentOS Center. Yep. Like they averaged 40, like 48, 49 points a game between the two of them. They were incredible. Leading scorers, one and two. Yeah. Yeah. They were good tonight. They weren't great. And they played a really good team. Like that team's got a bunch of dudes on it. So yeah. Yeah. sometimes you lose. And what Hummel said, what I was getting ready to say is that he said this is by far the best quarter that Friday Beers has played in the entire yeah, they, they played their mind played out of their minds. In that first quarter, yeah. So yeah. making 35 foot threes. Damn Gabe York. <laughs> Go back overseas. <laughs> I guess he played a couple games for the Pacers this past year. I don't really quite remember that, although Pacers were kind of just scrounging at the end Come of the Come on, game. former Pacers beat guy. <laughs> I mean that was another we'll life. The uh the whole Indianapolis Colts drama is really struck up, but it was cool to see Alec Pierce catch that that bomb from Anthony Richardson. Bomb. It was bomb. But uh yeah, they've got some old whole messes as, as well to figure out. Um anything more basketball wise? Uh I mean obviously there's gonna be a lot more coming up as as things get closer to uh to the season. So I Chad with with um giving Odie the you know the monster of the summer is that mean like summer workouts are they are they done for a little bit or are they kind of do you know what that calendar is as far as as practice and whatnot for the basketball side of things? Yeah, it's June and July. So okay. tomorrow is no longer June or July. Okay. Okay. So it's it's done. Um yeah. Probably more team stuff now. And no, nothing. Oh, nothing. Oh, damn. Nothing from now until the start of classes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Cool. Well, hey, man, that's basketball. Anything? Uh, it's not much recruiting well, side. There, there'll um, be a lot to to keep an eye on. I think there's going to be a bunch of visits here for for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, a lot of young, unofficial visits. Mm-hmm. And then as football season starts, uh, official visits as well. Just just reading through Twitter and whatnot, it looked like it was uh, that opening Big 12 game against Oklahoma. Seems oh, to that's going to be – that might be – I don't know how many they're going to bring in. I don't know exactly, like, how this is going to look. Mm-hmm. But that that might be the biggest – visit day both official and unofficial in the history of the program yeah which why not gosh give me a give me a nip at night game for that i i know they probably won't do it but man that'd be that'd be pretty that would be pretty um well and and nothing more for basketball you go ahead and time stamp this and roll into football talk and then uh get that that mailbag all worked up and and people hop in to to, to say their sorrows about the nasty natty, then we'll uh, we'll be shoulders to cry on here as well. But go ahead and hit them with that. Hit Quick Paper that. Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies. For all your janitorial needs, call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. 
Boom. And we do have spots here open on the BBP if you're looking to uh, to get your business out there. I think we're almost full on the BCJ pod. So uh, we have a bunch of spots here, on, or not a bunch, but a, a couple little areas you can jump in uh, and get your company out to the largest community of UC fans on the internet. So uh, hit me up in my DMs, hit me up on Bearcat Journal, whatever it is, and uh, you can get your spot as an advertiser right here on the BBP. There we go, baby. Fire it in, fire it in. Um I did want to just add on a little bit, Aaron, to what to you mentioning Wes was there. That uh, one of my buddies that was also there said that Wes was was out there looking like a fan, standing up, doing cheers. It was pretty cool to see. So TBT actually, the only reason I even knew was TBT tweeted a video of him doing like standing and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, there we go. I retweeted it. So I love it. I love it. That's a uh, that's that's our guy. Our guy right there, Wes Miller. Speaking of our guy and the guys, uh, Scott Satterfield, the guy. On the football side of things, Chad, I know you tweeted it. What is the schedule for the old football team as things are firing up? This I'm not allowed to tell you that. Oh. <laughs> I, you tweeted Wait, it. No, I, I did not tweet it. I tweeted that <laughs> today I was talking to Scott Satterfield. Tomorrow there's a press conference with Satterfield and the offensive and defensive coordinators. And then Wednesday is the first practice. Yeah. That's um, all I was asking. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the camp schedule. I'm not allowed. That's uh, it's embargoed. Okay. Top secret, top secret. Uh, nobody's allowed to know stuff. Okay. <laughs> Just know this. Uh, I will be there. I, I can't be there uh, one day this week. Cause I've got Cincy 360. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I will be at every other practice and Keegan will be at every practice. And then I know you guys and Dave will work yourselves in um, oh, whenever yeah. you can, whenever you can make it out. And uh, it, we're going to have a load of coverage on camp higher ground more than any, I can guarantee this. We have more and better coverage than anybody in the market from camp higher ground uh, <laughs> this year on Bearcat journal. There we go. There we go. That's exciting, and you know, kind of. Uh, we'll we'll kind of play off the storyline. Well, well, first off, how was the how was the chat with uh, with with Scott? First off, really awesome having uh, having Coach Satterfield on after you know con- continuing to to carry that torch. That of course he had to sit down with uh, with Luke the last few seasons. Um, how was uh, how was, was everything with, with Coach Satterfield? It was great. We went position by position through the roster. Uh, obviously, we like. We can't get as detailed as I would like, right? Uh, because then it would be a two-hour video, and I did have, <laughs> you know, when when you do these things, you have a uh, time limit, right? <laughs> um, but he he was very gracious with his time. You know, we we did it in three parts, kind of like we have always done, um, where you know you get you know ten minutes of general camp talk then you get 10 minutes of offense 10 minutes of defense tried to hold true to that format we have done that in like in three parts before and monetarily it probably would have been better for us to do it in three parts i'm not gonna lie yeah uh but we're gonna have so much coming that it made more sense for the the viewer for the listener to just put the 30 minute video out and, and get that to everybody tonight. 
ahead of the press conference tomorrow mm-hmm. and then the first practice on Wednesday. Like it just made more sense to do that. Um, so Aaron is going to lose like $40 on his check uh, <laughs> this month because, you know, I just had to make an executive decision. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. He'll, He'll make it up. When that, <laughs> he'll make it up when that next sponsor comes pouring in. For the yeah. I guess it's a good thing Brennix is off formula. Ooh, okay. <laughs> She's still in diapers, though. Yeah, I know. Whole milk, baby. You, you, you can't win them all. Baby steps. No, no is, pun intended. Is it whole milk now? Is that the? Uh, is that yeah. the role? Yeah, there we yeah. go. There we go. Yeah, I'm down here, my uh, my little nephew, man. I, you know, Aaron, these these kids are handfuls. I tell you what, so I, I definitely feel your uh, your pain, Chad. You were you had to make uh, breakfast for 15 kids this this weekend. No, so um, Kelsey had a sleepover and she had her birthday party Saturday night. She had a sleepover with six right. of her friends, so seven teenage girls in my house Saturday night. I went to bed at 3:30. They were still up. um that wasn't great uh you don't trust seven 13 year olds in your house uh while you're asleep but (laughs) (laughs) luckily she's got a good group of friends and they they were well behaved but so i thought uh kelly's family was up here for the birthday party right and i thought you know hey let's let's be nice and invite them over before they drive back to nashville invite them over for breakfast and my plan in my head i'm like these girls aren't going to wake up for breakfast. Like they were up until four or five o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And uh, so I fixed breakfast and I went like peeked in her room and gave the courtesy like, Hey, breakfast is ready. And they were all freaking awake. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, we'll be down in a minute. <laughs> so then, you know, eight people uh, over here for breakfast and then seven teenage girls come storming down uh I, I made almost the exact right amount of food there was like one pancake left there was two biscuits left okay there was almost no gravy left like it was it was just the right amount of food but i yeah i went to bed at 3 30 i woke up at 8 15 and cooked breakfast for for a lot of people uh and then i dropped her off at my best friends her and a couple of her friends stayed Dropped them off at my best friend's pool and came back and took a nap. Hey, there we go, man. Those those are the good naps. That's a good nap right there. It wasn't long enough, but, you know, they never are. still good. They never are. The the one today, I did get one today. Yeah? Uh, Yeah. I did the interview with Satterfield. I was waiting for it to upload. It was was a high, high resolution video, so it took a while. The kid went upstairs with the puppy and I laid on the couch and slept for like an hour and 45 minutes. And I woke up and I was like, that was all right. We're good. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, but <laughs> you know, Keegan's there tomorrow. I'll make him do the work. This is what dreams are made of baby. Yeah. Uh, golly. Um, well back to the, uh, to the football side of things. Um, it, obviously go and watch the interview with, uh, with coach Satterfield. It's really um, good. Really good. Like if you're looking for insight and there's some surprises, I think coming Wednesday. Yeah. I think we're going to be surprised by a couple things Wednesday. Okay. Based on his answers today. I think the offensive line isn't going to look uh, maybe how I thought it was going to look. Um, that wide receiver room is going to be really interesting to watch. 
who was taking reps with the ones, who's with the twos, who's mm-hmm. maybe not a starter, but rotating in with the ones. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, it, it's uh, it, it's going to be a fun camp, man. Not only position battles, like we're going to yeah. get some position battles that I, I do think realistically more of things are set than we we maybe think because there's so many new and moving parts. Right. Uh, but there are going to be some position battles that we haven't really had because under Fickle, once he got things rolling, it was kind of, all right, we know like when when Wiggins and, and Forrest left, we knew Cook and Hicks had next. Yep. Like, I think there are going to be a couple position battles that are going to be interesting. Um, and we haven't had that in a couple of years. Like, we haven't had that to write about. And if we wrote about it, we were lying to you. Like, we knew <laughs> this is the guy that's going to be the starter. Right. There's a couple spots this year that we don't know that, but I'm going to let that play out Yeah. as we see those first couple days of camp. And then we get out to higher ground and, and things start evolving. Um, there are going to be some storylines that are going to be, you know, very much worth watching and very interesting uh, this season. Uh, Satterfield's kind of definitely, he's definitely an open guy. He, he doesn't really hold yeah. back. He's, he's, he's able to, to spill answers that he, you know, that, that you're looking for. If you ask the right question, I, could you get, have a sense of like kind of a, a reserved confidence or kind of like a little air of like, uh, you know what, people are still doubting us big time. This, that, and the other, or or was he kind of? No, like, I, I think there. I, I definitely. I don't think he. Um, I don't think he is like a, a poke the bear type right. of guy. I think there's a. I, I think mainly what I gather from him is there's a confidence that he has in his offense. Like he's been running okay. this offense for a long time. There's a confidence right. that he has that this offense. I know what it's about, and it's mm-hmm. going to work. So um, I think that is different than the perception of this offense, which yeah. is we don't know like how this thing is going to play out. We don't know right. like what they're going to have, what they're not going to have. Um, so I, I think that's that that was telling that he didn't seem. I think if if the changes happened, the mass changes happened on defense. Yeah, I think maybe there would have been a little like, yeah, we, like I trust Brian Brown, but like you know, we got. I think he looks at this and goes, "No, I've got, I've got guys I've worked with, pretty much coaching everywhere on this offense. I got guys yeah. that I know, and we have faith in what we're doing." Um, I, I do think like left tackle and right tackle, both tackle spots, we're gonna have to find out. Like, there's there's three or four guys. <laughs> I will drop a big one. I mean, drop a, Can a big, I guess maybe, maybe one of the biggest things that surprised me from today. Did you watch the video? No, no, not yet. Okay. Can I, can I guess it though? Yeah. Cam Jones starting left tackle. No, he's playing guard. Whoa. He's, he's on, he's, he's on the two deep at right guard. Okay. Sheesh. Wow. And and if you if you watch the video, Sat goes more in depth on it, but talks about he had some problems athletically kicking out at that size and having the speed to handle what they know. Like this is one of those Satterfield coached in the ACC. He knows what Power Five football looks like. Right. Cam hasn't been wasn't at the level that they thought he needed to be at 
at some of the the athletic, the outside movement stuff. So they won him at at right guard, which we I mean we saw it with Mets and and it worked with Mets when he yeah, did it. So say. how um, is he ever going to be a wrestler if he can't kick out? It's a fair question. I mean, he'll he'll be a heel. Make him a heel. Do those guys have to kick out? He's gonna kick out with his heel. You, you do. That's that's when you get out of a pin. It's called a kick out, Brent. Ah, okay. It was it was a joke. It was a double entendre. I like the yeah. double entendre. If uh, you can't kick out, then you're just gonna get pinned all the time. Gosh, <laughs> nailed it. I mean, it was good, Aaron. So was that the better ones? Was that the big one there? I mean, that's one of the more uh, surprising revelations. Yeah. Uh, of the interview that, yeah. that they had moved him inside to guard. Yep. Um, there, there's some other really good stuff in there. Okay. So I would highly advise if you haven't watched it already, watch it, like, it subscribe, like, and subscribe the channel. Um, hit, hit the like button, subscribe. Yeah. Unsubscribe doesn't, doesn't and subscribe again. Doesn't cost you anything. No. Doesn't. Uh, and, you know. You know, I, another thing is like these these national you know podcasts and national media, this that and the other. They are very low on the Bearcats as a whole. Um, I think the uh, main reason is kind of the unknowns at. Uh, sure, on, I on don't like I, like normally if I, I would be upset if I thought it was wrong, and I right. I think they're going to finish higher than thirteenth. But yeah. if I was looking at a team that had as many unknowns offensively that Cincinnati has, mm-hmm. I would be skeptical in a league where you've got to score to win. Like, I, yeah. I would be like, I don't know about that team. We don't know what their offense is going to be. Yeah. I think it's fa- like, I think it's fair. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Like, right. I don't like it because I don't think it's going to be correct, especially with the way the schedule sets up for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But I also just think it's, it's, you know, I don't know. Right. You don't know. Yeah. Aaron doesn't know. Dave doesn't know what like how good the offense is going to be. That's just the nature of the beast. When I if 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 and honestly, if Ryan Montgomery doesn't start at running back, mm-hmm. they will have ten new starters. Yep. The only returning starter mm. will be Gavin Gerhardt. Gavin Gerhardt. And I don't think Ryan Montgomery is going to start a running back. Now, Montgomery has proven to be, uh, you know, kind of like a, a cockroach. He, like, he doesn't die. Yeah, he, right. he just yeah. he pops up, and next thing you know, he's he's the starting running back. But if Ryan Montgomery doesn't start at running back, and, and really it was Chuck for much yeah. last year. Um, yeah. So uh, you could technically say there are going to be 10 new starters on yeah. this offense. To me – if you're not skeptical of that, right? Like, what yeah. are we doing? I know, I know. I, we're lying I, to you if we're like, no, I've got no question. This offense is going to be, right. this offense is going to be fine. But Scott Satterfield thinks it's going to be fine, so right. We'll see. And you know what? The, the 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 evidence as well of that the the confidence that they have in Emory Jones is is something that I think is is kind of underlooked um, as far as it goes nationally. I think we see it a lot. Here, especially, you know, in the interviews and the uh, different ways that, that Emory has been in front of the media and that Satterfield has talked about in Emory. But I think the the sense is that, you know, Emory is, has shown what he is. But I think we've, we've mentioned it quite a lot um, that the staff 
feels like he's the guy enough to the point where, you know, they, they vetted Ben Bryan as well. And, and that obviously went the way that it did. And so they feel like they've got their guy and, you know, Emery's saying he's getting ready to ball out and, and wants to run the football more, this, that, and the other. So I think that's something that, uh, you know, if you can untap that, that gem that was Emory Jones coming out of high school and uh, bring that out, that obviously will go a huge, huge way. And we'll see that when camp fires up, see how he is able to kind of hit the bright lights running, if you will, and, and, and see if he can't lead the team. Um, I think that'll be one of, one of my biggest is just what kind of the gamer mentality he has. Right. Aaron, you're uh what's, what's like a main storyline. I know Keegan had a good article. Just kind of break it down. I, you know, five different storylines to track throughout camp what's uh what's yours heading into camp uh we kind of talked about this last night on the uh nightcap but i don't know for me i mean chad kind of talked about running back enough where i'm not going to really touch that one again um wide receiver we've i think at this point we've said all the needs to be said about wide receiver same thing about quarterback we we know what the the storyline is a quarterback and it's one name really at this point um that that all said uh I'm looking at tight end because once you get past Shimon Mateer, we mm. we've seen Peyton Singletary around. Um, we, we've not seen him get a ton of game snaps. Um, so I think I'm curious to see if he can make that step forward to even challenge for a starting spot or or at least make the leap to where he's a viable option, uh, both with hands and also if you got him in there, I'm, I'm hoping he's a sure pl- a blocker at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But after after Peyton, what do you got? Yeah. And I, I think that's a huge question mark. Um, right. So that's, for me, I, I think that that's, as we look at the offense, I think that's as big a storyline as, as anything really at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kate Kill Schmitz obviously is the name to throw out there potentially as another you know tight end. But yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, it's Shaman and Shaman hasn't really had any game reps either. So I, I also think they're really high on Peyton Singletary. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's that's really high on Peyton Singletary. That's a good thing. But he had a know, really I, good spring game too. There, there was a a good deal of talk about about the tight end room uh, in the SAT interview. So check that out. And I I do think he's, and he talked about Shaman, like we need Shaman to be more physical inside. Like we need him to be a more of a presence blocking. That's not Singletary's not six, five, 260 pounds or whatever, you know, Shaman's a dude that you're, you're going to need him to do both when he's on the field. Right. Yeah. So he's going to have to get better at that. But as far as like being a pass catching threat, uh, they really like Peyton and, and Shaman can do that as well. But they need one of the two to be able to block and to be able to help um, in the running game and, and in the in pass pro and on chips and, you know, things like that. So well, that'll how be much more? How much more does that add to his routes? If he can block somebody and hold a block for a couple seconds and then you know, leak out. Right, that's what I'm saying. Chip and or, be able to be a factor, or at the very least, when you're in and can block, like you're you're blocking, and they don't know if you're going to actually be running a route or if you're going to be blocking. Whereas, right, we, you know, when when some of the other guys have been in, I, I, I don't feel like Josh. When Josh was in, you you felt like Josh was going to be running a route more often than blocking. Yeah, I mean, but the, the, Josh uh, Josh also became a much better blocker over time. 
Sure. Like that was definitely his, his, he was a pass catcher for two and a half, three years. But as he advanced his career, he wasn't, Josh is nuts. Like Josh will stick his face in there. He'll, he'll put his face in the fan. And some, some would say. And Shaman's only going into his second year. Yeah. Well, he redshirted his first year, did he not? Yeah, but it's okay. the third year in the program. Well, third year of new, college football. As you say, it's a new program, but yeah, it's still, it still has, <laughs> says Cincinnati. Yeah, I right, get it. Right, right here. In a very uh, in small print. Color, <laughs> really small, small print. print. Stitched on there. <laughs> not stitched, ironed on. I ironed on. No, man. it was stitched. Yeah. I, it was stitched. It was stitched. It was wow. stitched. Yes, it was. Right, right. There. Very can, small. Can we can we at least get a, the get the same color white next and time? Hats. I need to do that to all of my V-neck t-shirts that I wear. I'm gonna stitch Cincinnati right there. And just make sure that the background's a slightly off color. Yeah, of just, what you're just a little is. different white than the yeah. uniform. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> hence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, think uh for me, another storyline <clears throat> on top of, of everything you guys have said is as 247 Sports just released their top 10 defensive lines of the uh, upcoming football season. Cincinnati not on there, but there was no Big 12 team on there. Um, it's, it's kind of we touched on it last week. It's just the the defensive line as a, as, as a whole. Who is going to be the one to step up with the new change of defense and, and get after the quarterback? You know, we kind of went in depth on that last week. I do think that is still the case. Um, is is Daniel Gretzik going to be the one that that steps up and and fills that void? You know, obviously you see Ivan Pace tearing things up in Minnesota already, which is to no surprise for Bearcat fans. But you know, kind of pretty. It's a pretty big hole that Ivan leaves in the pass rushing department. So, who's yeah. going to be able to step up there? Uh, is is it going to be Gretzik? Who knows? But. 247 Sports. Top Actually, the, yeah. the interesting thing, Greshik's another one I, I talked to Sad about specifically, mm. and he said at, at Utah State, he was pretty much predominantly an edge rusher, yeah. but that they've been been sat, like you know happily satisfied with as a linebacker, like dropping yeah. into some coverage and being able to, you know, if you're going to, I get the sense the way that they talk about things. And I've said this. I think I know they don't label it this way. Yeah, it looks like a three-four defense to me. Right, right. But you know the 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 outside edge rushing stand-up linebacker on one side, mm-hmm. on the weak side, on the strong side, you've got the guy that's kind of a safety linebacker hybrid that can play in coverage. Right. You've got the two middles essentially. In uh, I, I missed Aaron. Aaron's gonna be mad at me too. Um, and and Dingle and uh, Dorian Jones, he was raving about Dingle in the middle of one of the questions, and I I, I wanted to cut him off and go. Some may say he looks like an Adonis, <laughs> but he continued <laughs> long enough and like started talking about something else that where if I went back to it. It would have been uncomfortable. The Wouldn't timing, okay. The timing was off, and I was so mad inside on the other side of the camera, going, "Damn it, Urgh! Like it was I appreciate right that. There. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate some, that. Some may say it looks like an Adonis, but it didn't. 
he might have kicked me out of his office. If you would have leaned back and started the hand motion. No, no, yeah. If you would have done nearly that. And he would have stopped talking. Listeners, as, as Aaron said, Chaz leaning back and, and, and doing the Adonis pose. I will if, work it in at camp. If, there is if going he, to be a time at camp that he's going to talk about Jack Dingle. Yeah. And I'm going to ask him about some may say he looks like an Adonis. Now, yes. is, is, is Jacob still around the program or is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still around. He just has a broken neck. <laughs> so pretty, pretty severe. Yeah, I, I, from what I've heard, it's it's not the same injury, but it's it's kind of similar to what Justin Harris kind of went through. Okay. So it, it does sound like, you know, it's 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 not the window's not closed. Yeah, and it's also not like a something that's going to impact his life okay. for a long. I don't know if he'll be back to playing football, but it right. doesn't sound like it's something that has like a a negative connotation long-term in his, his well-being. Right. So that's good. It'll also be interesting. I, I saw the, uh, the roster was obviously updated on uh, Quebecast.com and it did list uh, Taj Ward at the star position with, with uh, Sean Pace. Um, um, I, I don't know that that's accurate. Oh, is he saying safety? Yeah, I think safety. I think okay. Taj is, is, is going to get, uh, first crack. Well, it, here's the thing. So, um, I think if Deshaun got dinged up or, or had to come out, I do think Taj up. would go to the star. Right. Right. Um, but for now, I think, I, I think going into camp, Taj is probably the, the leader at strong safety with threats at free safety. And then DJ Taylor is the, you know, the kind of the Rover flex guy, the, the, you know, that can, yeah. can come in at either of those spots. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I would list him as a safety because I think there's a good chance he starts at safety yeah. or plays a lot of safety because Deshaun's not coming off the field in terms right. of his importance at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think if something happened where you needed – like Ken Willis is listed as the backup to Deshaun Pace. That surprised me. Okay. Oh wow. Hmm. Like that's a that's a, a big glow up for Ken Willis. Yeah, Something about those Colerain guys at that position. <laughs> or in general. Just in general. <laughs> Just the Colerain guys in general. Gosh. There's, there's, I'm dropping there's nuggets tonight. Like I I'm, I feel good. I feel good. Like I feel like like we're starting to hit our stride. And in covering and, and being up to date and aware of things, it took a little time. Unfortunately, some things had happened this spring that that delayed that progress. But I feel like we're we're starting to ramp up and hit full speed now. There we go. There we go, man. Always, uh, always growing and 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 including relationships. Yeah. So um, it'll be uh, it'll be good. Yeah. It, Obviously, this is going to be a situation where, as everyone else gets to figure each other out, the team's figuring each other out, too. Uh, it's going to be a long, not necessarily long, it's going to be a, a growing process, I imagine. And I imagine there might be some days where the trip practice report doesn't sound too glowing. Um, but there could be days where the practice report's saying this is a, it looks like a team that could surprise a lot of people. So that's kind of more what I'm excited about. But I guess along the lines of the Taj Ward, Situation is probably just getting your 
best 11 out there yeah. uh, on, on the other defense side. And, and Taj has Taj had quite the career at, at, at UC. Kind of Dude, just he's a, played, people don't realize that he's played a lot of football. Oh, he's played a ton. He was he was pretty much the the uh, nickel nickelback the entire past year, and then him and Sammy kind of yeah. rotated and, and went you know in and out for each other in that role. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's a guy that's played a lot of football, and who knows, maybe the uh, the fresh start with with a new staff kind of gets him reinvigorated, and he wants to wants to go out on a on a high note. To, Do you know what the biggest storyline is that I'm looking forward to? That's not roster related. What? I'm looking forward to the coach's reaction to Camp Higher Ground. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that with him in the in the very beginning. They've been out there, obviously. Right, uh, you you, you get a lay of the land, but you don't really yeah. get a feel for what Camp Higher Ground is. No, they think they know. Like again, I, this is it's about it's. A, I'd say it's a little bit shorter of a stay by a couple days mm-hmm. than we've seen before. Now, some of that. I haven't looked. Some of that is impacted by when is the official start of class because you have to get back. Obviously, you can't be out there when class starts. Um, But usually they find a way once they know to make sure that they get as many days at higher ground as they can get. Like Fickle stopped doing what they're doing this week, which is where they spend those first two days, the acclimation period where you're not allowed to wear pads you're just in helmets and shorts um at the beginning fickle did those two days on campus i know tuberville used to do those two days on campus but then as they they start to realize like oh this place is special like this is we need to get out there as soon as possible um that has changed in the past be interesting interesting to see next year if we're still doing a couple days at nippert or if it's like okay everybody reports on this day we travel to higher ground the next day, and then camp starts the day after that. That's you know that's how it got to be with Vic. And COVID screwed everything. Who the hell? No, of course it was all a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it really, and then a global pandemic hit the scene. I tell you what. Um, did you listen to the most? Uh, that's what I said. Yeah, right, exactly. Did did, <laughs> did you listen to the most most recent? Uh, New Heights podcast. They were they were kind of touching a bit on Camp Higher Ground. Um, what they had to say. I'll check it out. I'm gonna have a lot of time to listen to podcasts starting this weekend because I'm gonna be driving, driving to Higher Ground. Yeah, exactly. Regularly. Right. Jason said the food was phenomenal. Travis said the food was trash. But and then Travis. Oh, well, Travis like, is bougie. Right. And then Travis was like, "Well, maybe I'm just not remembering it right." And Jason was like, "Yeah, you aren't remembering it right. This is the best part about Camp Higher Ground." always trust a guy who looks like he's a food yeah look at the listen to the fat guy you're gonna listen to the skinny guy on what the food and higher ground was like right exactly so i uh you know it'd be interesting just hearing the the initial comments from from everyone like you guys were saying so can't wait to can't wait to fire it up man it's uh wild that it's back you know football is back and we made it through uh, summer oh summer it was rough we had one last kind of weird pod, you know, <laughs> like we live watching the, the, the damn nasty natty. And, and I, it's going to be great, like listening in the car on the podcasting and be like, what are these guys doing? Right now? <laughs> it, was, it was good. We made it. We made it, though. Um, but yeah, it uh, looks like we made it. Look how far we come, my baby. 
so defensive back Juco, Diablo Valley College, Jabril White. Uh, you know, the only thing you got to do when you are talking about Jabril White is uh, read uh, this comment that he uh, gave Keegan. Uh, I'm a versatile player. I can play anywhere and go crazy. I can shut down an entire side of the field at corner. And when I'm at safety, nothing gets behind me. I allowed zero catches in the hardest Juco conference. I feel like that speaks for itself. That's a confident man right there. Um, yeah. But a, uh, a a very interesting case when it comes to uh, to him. He's available this year, uh, 2023 class. And uh, chatted. I believe you did tweet that he is going to be available um, this week. Yeah. So, yep. Interesting. And he retweeted to confirm. He, he retweeted to confirm. He's, yes. he's 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 got defensive back written all over him. Um, anything on Jabril White? Uh, they they're excited about long term with Jabril White. Now it's obviously going to take some time for him to get up to speed. Mm-hmm. So, but he's one of those guys that you know could could be a camp shock. Like we've had that before, where somebody comes in late. Uh, Dino Boyd. Like nobody knew really anything about Dino Boyd. Like they 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 needed a tackle, mm-hmm. and they were hopeful that Dino Boyd could come in and and be a factor. And then he ended up being one of the best left tackles of the past fifteen years or so uh, in mm-hmm. his one season here. So I'm not saying that he's going to be that level, but yeah. if he gets out there and and makes plays and picks up on things quickly, you know, could be a, could be a surprise of camp. Could be a guy that you know. You didn't really think a lot of in terms of impact in the 2023 season that makes us flash. There's room there to move up the depth chart for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if, if it's a player like this, you know, just having an available scholarship this late in the game and, and taking on a player like this, you know, it's a, it's a calculated oh. move as well. So, um, I, I had another uh nugget from today. And, okay. I, I don't want to to spoil everything because you need to go listen to the interview with Sat. Exactly. But uh, he said Joey Belgian's running, and like, well, yeah, like didn't rule out that uh, he was out for the year. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I was surprised by that. Like that's a yeah. a, a torn ACL in March. But guys are getting back in eight, nine months now, some of them. If they heal quickly, like at a tight end spot, you don't necessarily – and he could just be like a a sub-package goal line guy or a guy that you could use on short yardage where he, if, he, if he is cleared and can get back on the field that you're just using him in very specific settings. Um, but there was some optimism on Joey Belgian – during the Scott Satterfield interview today, that he he isn't necessarily uh, completely ruled out for the year. I don't hate that. Would, that would uh, adhere to your uh, tight end room monitoring, Aaron. Dropping Brian, like Brian Johnson says you're dropping nuggets like a horse in a parade. I'm going to counter no. that with Horses dropping in a nuggets. Parade drop shit. I'm going to counter that with dropping nuggets like the Amish on a state road. <laughs> that's very familiar to Aaron and where he deals with and drives. Larry, if, if you run over a few nuggets, 
the Amish day, go, go the, the Amish go past the driveway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> regularly. Of course. Just saying. Yeah. Do they drop nuggets in front of your house? It was not far the other day. I had to swerve. Swerve. I'm not trying, dude. <laughs> come on. Run over it and it just splatters all up I'm into wrong. the inside I'm, of your car. I'm I'm rolling with the windows down. I'm not trying to hit any yeah, of this. Right, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, you just keep rolling. You're like, gosh, I swear, I I, I did not toot, but for some reason, it's still it's stinks. a little stinky in here. Yeah, it's still stinky in here. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's another one to to, to obviously monitor, Chad. I I don't know. Did you get confirmation on uh, Helton? Is he he done done? Do you I know where he's not yeah. even on the roster? I don't think. So. Oh, he's not. Yeah. I mean, it was funny at the Big 12 Media Days, they listed him as an impact transfer on the uh, ESPN um, list. So it just shows. It's funny that now you see that they, they make those lists just based on where they transferred from. Right, right. Did yeah. they transfer from somewhere good? Then they must be an impact player. Like that's, yep. yeah. Yeah. that's not how it works, people. No, not at all. Not at all. But uh, so, yeah, that's some, that's some cool nugs right there. Um, so, yeah, very confident defensive back juco transfer available now just another name to uh to track and then uh the hey the hometown hero movement is still quite alive and well uh quinton zombie price defensive back and zombie gravy like yeah they're they're doing well in the uh nickname department six three one seventy two that is uh right up the uh it's a good size human Marcus Freeman, uh, you know. Yeah. Go get all the 6-2-175 type guys you can get. And let in me build your head. In your head. Zombie. Like if he has an interception or something, like they have to play you gotta, it. got to play it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. RIP, Sinead O'Connor. It has nothing to do with the cranberries, but just, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was not, in fact, the lead singer for the Cranberries. <laughs> Are you implying Sinead O'Connor looked like a zombie? Is that, no. is that what we're getting at here? <laughs> for for a, a blip in up. my mind. For a blip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Wow, Rails, we are off of them. I got a great nothing Cranberry story. I'll tell when we are off of here. Were you thinking nothing compares to you? Is that uh, is that where you were on there, Aaron? Sure. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was it. But uh, Quentin Zombie <laughs> Price, good size, nineteenth uh, oh, commitment of the twenty twenty four class. Podcast. So My God. they are they are filling up heavy uh, on the uh, scholarships so far for for twenty twenty four. Seems like a, a good local product. Continue to uh, get those hometown hero pipelines rolling. Uh, held offers from West Virginia, Kentucky, Syracuse, and Purdue. Um, any more thoughts on uh, on Price? No, I think, it, you know, a, a good long-term prospect can play both corner and safety, probably at that size and length projects to a safety. But uh, I'll ask Dave about this Wednesday. Dave said he saw a lot of sauce in his tape. Oh. Oh. But, and comparing high school tape to high school tape, that they they looked similar as high school prospects <laughs> because of their length, because of their size. Um, yeah. So 
you know. Let's 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 cover back over that before someone tries to cut <laughs> it. Like, we got another sauce in the mix now. No, no, just like when you compare high school tape. Now, sauce obviously took the high school tape and turned yep. it into elite. What's next? Yep. Uh, sauce is graduating from University of Louisville this week. <laughs> Some of these people, man. <laughs> Wait, did someone say that? Yeah, yeah. on Twitter. What? Who? Uh, I don't even. It was one of the like, like, uh, like, uh, bullshit yeah. Twitter accounts. Oh, okay. the aggr- <laughs> the aggr- the aggr- the aggregate farmers. I yeah. think. Gosh. Well, that's actually cool though that they are. Uh, they're they're gonna have that on Hard Knocks. That was a fun thing to, yeah. to have sauces. I mean, Sauce is the dude. He is, he's just, I don't think. He's like, he's going to be, at this rate, he's going to be one of the biggest stars in the NFL. Yeah. And, Especially and that, like you get this bump from high, uh, uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah. Like if he's, if he's who we know he is, he's mm-hmm. going to come out of Hard Knocks, even an even bigger star than he already was, because it's going to humanize him and people are going to realize how good of a dude he actually is. Exactly. I think he gets a lot of hate. Because they see the flash and the bling and they think that he's somebody that he's not. Right. Like when you humanize him in an element like that, that all of the uh, the football world is watching, mm-hmm. I do think like he's going to come out even better on the other side of this. So, yeah, it, it's um, it's really cool for him, man. He's such a good dude. He's such oh, yeah. a down-to-earth, like really, really humble, good guy. Well, and, and the th- yeah, and, and just take it, you know, the most recent squat fest that we were all at, Sauce is there just chopping yeah. it up with everyone. We almost had him on, on this pod, but I, I, I guess he, he kind of blew up a little bit too quick for us, but, you know, it is what it is. It's, Busy running his own Twitch channel. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe one day we'll, we'll be able to Twitch with him. What is it? Is it Twitching? Can we join his, his Twitcher? Uh, I don't no, know. that's not it. <laughs> and how about old x man x is weird dude i'm not about this this x Twitter yeah i thing. don't like looking at my phone and seeing an x on there like no, I, it's, i'm not this is same. It, it makes me not want to go there this it's it's the same thing but still it's like i keep getting notifications and it's just a little, little x is like I yeah i don't like the i don't like the letter x i don't it's not my thing I mean, it's I don't like seeing it on my phone. Three of the kids in this house all have X's in their names, so I'm I'm yeah, totally maybe you're a closet Xavier fan. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was gonna say it took Aaron long enough to, to <laughs> figure to, out what we were talking about. Look, yeah. I'm still reeling on the Sinead O'Connor thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no hair equals zombie. No zombie, zombie. <laughs> Yeah, Bearcats didn't get another sauce. They got a new zombie. How about that? We'll go. Yeah, we'll roll don't pour that. gravy on the zombie. Oh, okay. Maybe that's uh, how you defeat zombies. We just don't know it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, people were were clamoring, you know, needing more hometown heroes, and there's a hometown hero, uh, Tap High School. So um, yeah, cool addition. And uh, if he turns out anything like one sauce gardener, then he will have himself an awesome time at Cincinnati and another cool thing you know LeBron James get you know tweeting out about Garrett Wilson and and sauce kind of iron iron you know 
sharpens iron type situation. So, you know, whenever you get that kind of. I think that FE2 is what they call that. Something, something like that. FE2, yeah. UC FE2. fans maybe would call it FU2. But yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's funny, though, because, uh, gosh, I wanted to ask um, Mike about his thoughts on Nico because it, it, it looks like him and Nico would be boys. So, but uh, I did get sat, I got sat talked about Nico for a little bit. You can find yeah. that right here on this YouTube channel, uh, exclusive interview with Scott Satterfield. Like, retweet, subscribe, yeah. Re-X, I stuff. guess. Yeah. We call it <laughs> Re-X. They, they call it a repost. They've already rebranded that. Come on, guys, get it together. How, how dumb do you have to be to take something that has become like just a normal part of our like daily wording and lives and go, We're, let's get rid of that. Let's not let's not take something that's become an actual major part of American culture and build on it. We we got to get rid of it. Call it repost. What what is this? Yeah, repost. It's reposting. Not repost. This is Facebook. We're we're now Zucker. It's it's all happening. It's gonna be Zuckerberg versus. They they just steal everything from each other. Yeah, fine. There we go. There we go. Um, I love it, Aaron. You've been killing it with the uh, Bearcats in the NFL. Want to run through? Oh, before we move on. Big, uh, big announcement tomorrow. Um, Jason Patterson, running back. I know nothing. I'm saying nothing. Five. I'm. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I'm just. I'm just mentioning that he he tweeted it, and so um, that's tomorrow. Uh, if the Cats are able to land Patterson, that would be a massive addition. But uh, Bearcats in the NFL. Uh, Darian Beavers, starting linebacker. Tyler Scott making plays. I said that was one of my big things to watch last week. Right. See who's behind him. A uh, guy who once sat at the Thanksgiving table at Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Took took his took the, the coach's son <laughs> away from the said table. <laughs> Golly. Here's a Bearcat. You can play behind him, son. <laughs> it's best um, that way. But I do want to hear your guys' thoughts and uh, reactions on that. That uh, the James Hudson, little uh, fight. Mini fight, yeah. I mean, what a bitch that guy was to like <laughs> hilarious in the, the helmet. Run. That was so funny. I, I give props to James Hudson for tracking yeah. that man down. Yeah, that's James Hudson though. Like that's James we, Hudson. We saw it in the Georgia game. He will he track will you, down. you in the face and get kicked out of the game and probably cost you the Peach Bowl. Like that, he is about that life. Well, it was P- it was PTSD. stupid though. It was stupid though that they made the whole team run laps for that shit. Yeah, because like, yeah, don't don't be a bitch. That guy was a bitch. Cut, cut him. Yeah, put him at the out. bottom of. You run laps, <laughs> sir. You run laps. No, Sma- you're teaching your whole team. Don't be a bitch like that guy. You you want to smack and run? Keep running. <laughs> it was funny. the The video was funny, but it did give me a little PTSD. Uh, to the uh, <laughs> to the Peach Bowl game, gosh! But then, hey, uh, I, Mets came in and Mets played okay. No, I don't know. No, Olajari was that the guy? Yeah, the defensive end. Yeah. yeah, he 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 put Mets over his knee and spanked. Yeah, him. the entire Philadelphia Eagles roster was on that Georgia team. <laughs> but Alec uh, Pierce, though, Alec, Alec Pierce looked good with that pass from. Yep. Yep. Anthony Richardson. And, you know, we 
mentioned it last week as well. The uh, drone forward probably going to see a heightened level of touches. Um, and Dez has looked a little, little off, uh, but but he had a good day four. I know he had a good day four. People were happy with his fourth day. Just got hey, just got to win. Just got to not turn the ball over and win football games. And that that's one thing that dude could do is win football he has, games. He has a tendency to do that. Yeah. So, um, of course, that'll be something to continue to track as well as the NFL. Bearcats in the NFL. That is a blowing up. I have to. Uh, I have to. If I look for guys' names, I have to literally look up like thirty dudes' names at this point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thirty-one. There's thirty-one guys in camp. Nah, some guys have gotten cut already. Okay. Whatever. Just it's okay. It's okay. It's two. okay. Well, let's. Uh, anything more football-wise? Obviously, it's going to fire up a bunch over the next week. Um, uh, if not, we can timestamp and mailbag it. Fine. Quick Baker Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company. For all your non-food products, they provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies, products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009 and are one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. Call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. All right, it is a deep mailbag here in the last mailbag before camp starts. Not upset about that. Uh, I yeah, know Aaron, Lorenzo if you're going to talk about guys getting cut, who got cut? I know Lorenzo Metz is the only one I can remember off the top of my head. Um, he got cut by Chicago. I'm not sure that anybody picked him up since, um, but offensive line is never a position where too many guys float out there for too long. So we'll see. Um, but that's, that's the only one I can remember off the top of my head. Okay. So, um, but in in this extremely deep mailbag, uh, starting off the football portion, was Preston Bowman 25 offered when he was at the camp? It looks like several of the other 25 campers were offered and two have committed. Uh, if it was an offer, did the kid report an offer? If he did, then he was offered. If he didn't, then he probably wasn't. I don't know. I don't, are you looking it up, Brent? I am not. No, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll look it up there real quick. It's twenty twenty five. I'm. I'm. Well, I, I know people get excited. They saw Chris Henry commit, and yeah, but he's going to be like one of the top ten recruits in the class. Like that's a elite, a little bit yes. different animal. I was I just know. trying to offer maybe a reason. Yeah, my answer is I don't know. <clears throat> um, let me see here. Yeah, go go ahead and ask the next one. I'll I'll look up real quick. I'm not seeing it. Ah, there we go. Had a great visit at University of Cincinnati. Great place to be. Can't wait to go back for a game. So he didn't post that he got an offer there after the visit, but we'll see. All right, and the final question of the football portion of the mailbag. What happens more in games this season? We score more than 35 points or give up more than 25 points? Probably give up more than 25. I would agree. Yeah. I, I mean. You can win games by scoring less than 30. 35. Yeah, you can win games 32-27. Yeah. It's possible. 
There you go. Um, I'm trying to th- trying to think of it. Last year, it was let's see here. One game look, they gave I, up more. Not many. I, I just look. This is a league where teams score points. Like there, there's going right. to be a couple games where somebody gets you. Like I, I, so, and with this offense, I'm maybe I'll have a different answer in three weeks. Week three, week two. Yeah, or no. Like maybe I'll even have a different answer as we go through camp. Yeah. And the offense potentially right. looks good, and I can be like, hey. I'm feeling a little bit better about this offense. Uh, but for right now, I 35 is is five touchdowns in a game. Let's let's see what they do over the next couple weeks in West Harrison, Indiana, and then right. I'll maybe have a better answer for that. And we also and haven't he, go ahead. We also haven't seen the kicker, so we don't even know what the kicking game looks like. We saw him in, in spring. Well Carter Brown here in the spring. He's good. <sighs> Okay. He was I meant in, well, I mean, in, played last in year, game was, in game with pressure. He made 14 of 17 kicks last year at Arizona State. Like he's solid. Like we're not worried about it being trash, garbage. Like, fair. <laughs> we at least have some idea with him. Right. All right. Uh you had another point, Brent, or are we moving on? Uh yeah, I was just gonna say in, in the uh non-high-scoring, crazy, non-offensive excitement uh, AAC last year. There were there was four games overall that, that the opposing team scored 25 or more points. So I, I think that's kind of a given that uh, it'll probably happen. It'll probably happen a lot more. All right. That's the football portion of the mailbag, the basketball portion of the mailbag, the one and only question here. With the home and home with Georgia Tech added, what are the group's thoughts on Miller's non-conference scheduling during his time at UC and for this upcoming season? I think it's been done with so much unknown that it's hard to really know, like grasp what is the, the long-term scheduling philosophy. You know, you had a year, a, a, essentially a lame duck year in the AAC, where if you start a home and home, like a high level home and home, and then all of a sudden you're in this challenge and you're doing this, the conference has got you doing that, and now your scheduling is is overdone. And then this year you're playing your first year in the Big Twelve, like you're going to play eighteen essentially like high level games. Um, so you maybe want to ease into it. And there's also this roster has turned out like there's. It, there's nobody left from John Brandon, right? Well, Vic, Vic is the only guy left from the John Brandon era. So um, it's, you know, it, it's probably a little safe, but safe to me makes sense given what we've seen in terms of uncertainty as Wes has been here and his staff has been building a schedule. I'm going to go a little different here. I truly don't care about the non-conference schedule. <laughs> Not um, anymore. Not exactly right. like you're in the big 12. So it doesn't matter to me. Do what you do. Schedule who you want to schedule. Don't schedule who you don't want to schedule. I don't care one way or the other. Personally, I'm no longer a season ticket holder. So it doesn't bother me there because I live two and a half hours <laughs> away. Um, so, I mean, it, it just, it is what it is. And I understand if you are a season ticket holder wanting to see some good games, I do get that. But for me, like I said, I mean, it, it personally, I don't care. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on your side there too, Aaron. It's it's just there there's so many 
and especially with the, like this roster and so many new new faces and who's going to kind of step up and be that you know go-to score. I don't want them to face a gauntlet of an outside, I mean, out of conference schedule, and then all of a sudden you're coming in with like three bad losses to you know solid teams. But who knows? It's it also could be a way to say, hey, well, they need to face some competition before they go into the Big 12, and it's going to be a night sure. in and night out grueling task to take on these teams but i think i think as far as getting those quad one quad two games it, it doesn't really you don't have to worry about that anymore yeah because you're gonna, you're gonna have all that of them are gonna every be quad night. one quad two i'm not saying exactly. late i'm not saying don't through march right i'm not saying don't schedule anybody but you know i mean i just don't put literally at this point in my life any thought into the non-conference schedule they're going to schedule some people they're going to be in a tournament most more often than not some type of tournament at the beginning of the yeah. season. So, I mean, look, luckily the cross out shootout is going to be a high level game year in and year out. For, for the I love part. the people that are like, well, they don't schedule the crosstown shootout. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> it is, it is on the schedule. So, therefore, it is scheduled. Like, right. yeah, that's part of the schedule. Like, right. well, you don't get to count the crosstown shootout. Yeah, yeah, you do. Those two teams have it. To, they like, they have the option not to we, play that game. We, we we saw entirely too much of what goes into planning that game during COVID. Right. So, no, they, they actually schedule Xavier. It's on the schedule. That means it's scheduled. So it's factored in. Like, give me a break with some of the uh, – is two seasons considered an era? It, it, because I said it is, yes. <laughs> it's It's my network. I can say whatever the hell I want. We we offered them to go to their house for two straight years if they come to our house for one year. That's a, that part of the John Brandon video there. Our our guy. Anyway, <laughs> that's the basketball portion of the mailbag. And the last and final question of the mailbag from the Banks portion. From the Banks portion of the mailbag, rapid fire. What is worse, seven teenage girls running around your house on two thirty in the morning, or a prostate exam? A <laughs> uh, prostate exam. I, every time what, I have every not time. had yeah, every injury. time uh, I have not had a prostate exam myself. And uh, I still would say that Conf yeah, confidently. Yeah. 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 Look, the good news is Kelsey has a really good group of friends. So they're loud and they're teenage girls, but they're, they're good. Like you're not, they also stressing. go home. Yeah. Like in the morning they woke up and most of them left. And then later all of them left. And at the end, by the end of Sunday night, it was just the one teenage girl. So it's fine. All right. Charcuterie, yay or nay? Yeah. I don't hate it. I, hate I it. enjoy it on one condition that it's inside and not outside. Don't give me your outside charcuterie. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a winter thing. A fall, winter. Spring. It's I mean, not a summer. Don't, don't put don't a bunch want... of like sizzling meats out on a, a slab of wood, meats nope. and cheeses. Nope. I'm with you. There, well, there is a Put restaurant in the here. We'll go inside. Right. There's a restaurant here that has a really good charcuterie board and it's hot and it's open air. And so yeah. But I get yeah, but you're going you're going there for dinner though. You're not going to have a party where you're going to pick oh, on yeah. food for right. three to four hours. True. Right. And now the meat's sweaty, the cheese is also sweaty because the meat was sweat everything's kind of weird. Melted. it's gross there's, the there's fruit it's not cold anymore right right, right. No. Yeah. it's charcuterie is an inside thing 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, if yay, what do you like on your adult lunchable board? Uh, Italian meats, salty Italian meats, yeah. and crackers and cheese. I don't need any of the other shit. I just need salty Italian meats, crackers, and cheese. That's all I need. Maybe uh, maybe a pepper jelly if you want to okay. get fancy. Okay. Yeah, I, second, I, I, I need some good cheese. Board. Give me some damn good cheese. I, yeah. like, I want I want some something a little stanky to, to kind of keep you coming back and like like what's going on here? What is this fun dango cheese? And you, you eat it and you're like, it's pretty good. The, my know? only rule on stanky cheese is I just don't want to feel like I ate a fart. Like I don't right. want to have that flavor in my mouth. Right. Are are you like a pate guy? Are you uh, uh it depends like it depends. I don't okay. I'm not absolutely no, but I'm not uh like a, a quick yes. Right, right. I got you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I. Brent, Brent, what are your thoughts on caviar? Love it. It's good. Are you like? Are you a little like on the? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can do that. Little, but I, but I actually like I I pile it on because it's salty, and yeah. you know, and, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, well, I just ate the whole entire caviar dish. I don't know what the hell's going on <laughs> that next. That was three hundred and eighty-seven dollar cracker. Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> what is happening? He's so bougie. Like, I just want to, I like to point it out when I get the chance. No, it, uh, you like caviar, I, too. I can't offer anything to this conversation. <laughs> Do you like a lox uh, bagel, Aaron? Little what? Little capers on there? Cream little... cheese and raw salmon. Like, thinly oh. sliced salmon. I mean, if somebody's got it out, I'll eat it, but I'm not going out of my way to it's make good. that ever. Smoked salmon. It, it's super good. Anyway. Yeah, uh, what was the best lunch day in school growing up? Pizza day, taco day, tater tot day? Um, we actually were just having this conversation. Uh, I had some high school friends that, that came to Kelsey's birthday party. One of them I haven't seen since his wedding in like 2003. Um, he's an undercover operative for the military, so I can't talk too much about it, but we used to have, and I think we were like the only people we had taco boats that are now kind of popular, the hard shell taco boats where they just, the hard shell, like flat with the sides and lettuce and cheese. Those were phenomenal. And then chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce. And then you put the barbecue sauce, a little bit of it on your mashed potatoes. Those okay. are my two we, had, favorites. we had uh we had rotini bake day was always a good day. Oh, we never just had saying, anything like that. I'm just saying rotini bake day was a good yeah. day. And then any I don't care what it was served with, but cheesy mashed potatoes. It was like it was usually I think the leftover mashed potatoes that didn't get eaten with the gravy. So they threw the gravy out and then they just <laughs> smothered it in some melted cheese. And it was, good. was oh my god, it was good. <laughs> no reaction to Barbecue sauce on mashed potatoes. I've had people be like, "That is disgusting," and then I'm like, "Put a little bar, put a little dab of barbecue sauce on your mashed potatoes," and they eat it and they go, "Oh my god, that's delicious." Yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me because I've done French fries and barbecue sauce. That's yeah, delicious. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Polynesian um, sauce is my go-to for French fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And in high school, I packed lunch pretty much every day. But oh, what you, my like you had a charcuterie board and you're fucking <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
My mom, shouts to Tracy, she made a killer sandwich every day. But anyway, uh, whenever I did buy lunch. What kind of bread? Oh, hold on. Time out. Yeah. Time out. What kind of bread are we talking about this on these sandwiches that you had every day? Like two slices of white bread? Or was like she doing a baguette or like a oh, sub? No. No, she roll. wasn't getting that crazy. It was like a wheat, okay. wheat bread, you know. Okay, nothing, that's fine. All nothing right. nuts. That's fine. Nothing okay. nuts. That's but fine. uh but trying to figure, we're trying to work on right. Brent's actual bougie scale. Oh, it's every not. every sandwich had lettuce. A hundred percent. Every sandwich had lettuce. Mayonnaise, man. Mm, it was good. It was good. But uh, so the what my lunch place was known for, if you know, whenever I did buy lunch was really, really good buffalo chicken sandwiches. Like and you know, then you kind of develop a relationship with one of the, the lunch ladies, not that kind of relationship, but a relationship. And uh before you know it, she'll she'll give you the hookup on the best one. She'll say, Here you go, Brent. And then before you know it, juicy, thick, just oh it was good. Really, really good. made it extra sloppy for you. Oh. <laughs> and they had really good cookies. I, like Aaron, I, I will tell you this. The one dig on me that Xavier fans have had that made me actually laugh over the years was that I sound like the lunch that lunch lady because of the cigarettes. They were like, oh, why are you listening to him? He sounds just like that lunch lady. Was that Tommy oh. Boy? And I was, was like, Chris, yeah. Chris Farley. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. You got me on that one. I can't, I can't complain. That's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. And uh Brent, follow-up question on the Lunchables. What wine pairs best with the pizza Lunchables? <laughs> the answer is always Capri Sun. Um, and I know that's not a wine, but I will, until the day I die, I will drink Capri Sun with, uh, with a Lunchable. So you want to know something funny? Yeah. Um, I was at Costco. I ran to Costco Thursday to get the drinks for the party because, mm -hmm. you know, and I was going through all the drink stuff and I was like, you know what? I don't think there's going to be like, we're past the stage. My friends are old. Like, unless my one cousin came that has like two toddlers age yeah. kids, there's not going to be anybody here that drinks Capri Suns. Um, but I still bought <laughs> a 40 pack of Capri Suns. And now I got like 37 Capri Suns in my <laughs> fridge. Okay. That I'm gonna have a Capri Sun with lunch, pretty much every day for a long time. There we go. There we go. Uh, it, Look, you know, Capri Suns are fucking delicious. I mean, you know what what the kids do these days, or I, I guess they put alcohol the, in them. The adults, yeah, and then they use yeah. an iron or, or a yeah. hair straightener yeah. to to, to shut it, it closed. Yeah. yeah. So they do like they have these like they like cut off the top. You cut off the top of like a resealable bag. And you iron it, and then you stick a straw in it, and you put Capri Sun, or like make your own Capri Sun Vodka. without alcohol. Yeah, yeah, adult Capri Suns. This just changed Aaron's life. Next Monday, he's gonna have an adult Capri Sun. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's, just it's, just go to YouTube and, and look up, or go on TikTok and look up adult Capri Suns. It's good for uh, for the whole like music festivals and whatnot. You can take in yeah. a bunch of Capri Suns, and they're like, oh, oh, Capri Suns, right on, dude. And then little do they know, it's all just vodka, every single one. <laughs> That's the mailbag. Get us out of here, Brent. And there's an adult. Uh, Lunchables that I think they sold it like Kroger or something. You, you see those? It's got like like yeah. meat and then yeah. Yeah. it's called the deli. And, <laughs> 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 I 
charcuterie board. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, nothing else, guys. Huge no, week no, no. coming up, obviously. Camp starting up. Um, we don't be busy. It's going to be a lot of fun because that football season right around the corner, man. That was – I was just turned on random replay of a game from this past season. It was you know, Syracuse versus Clemson or whatever. But, gosh, it just got the juices flowing a little bit because football's pretty much back. Um, but, man – it's going to be wall-to-wall coverage still here as camp gets ready to fire up. But uh, if nothing else, a, a huge thank you, of course, to uh, Mike Rayfelt for hopping on, um, giving us some good some some good time here. Uh, thank you for sticking with us through the uh, Nasty Natty live viewing party. Apologies was, for those who aren't watching on YouTube for that portion of the show. Just fast forward like that. I know it's a little late yeah. to tell you, but that like, you'll be, you'll 15 be minutes. You'll probably yeah, be, be fine. Of course, a huge thank as well to Danco Transmission Auto Care. Huge thank you to Quick Paper Supply. Um, but uh, you know what, guys? If uh, Without further ado, it's just time to say goodbye. But listen to the interview with Scott Satterfield. Stay tuned in for BCJ. It's going to have wall-to-wall coverage of camp as it fires up. But for my guys, my pals, uh, Ryan, we missed you, by the way. Love you, Royer. We'll see you next week. But uh, for my guys, my pals, Aaron Smith, Chad Brindle, I am Brent Young. Yet another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!